I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of uh, the Gilded City 2. We are back and excited to enter Ravenloft uh, uh, finally after, after our first little initial arc. Um, now that we are entering Ravenloft, of course, I would just like to let everybody know Ravenloft is the Domains of Dread. Uh, there are some spooky things that can happen in the Domains of Dread, um, so please be aware of that. I will have content warnings for each arc where applicable um, after the uh, 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 theme song of each episode. Um so that you know if anything is going to be coming up. Uh, uh, But just in general, just be aware of the nature of Ravenloft. Um, Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell here on YouTube. And of course, if you are following the podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating, uh, uh, send in comments if your podcasting platform allows you to do that and spread the good word via word of mouth. And of course, follow us on social media at Rollers Guild DND on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter still for now. Um, if you think there's somewhere We're else- We're going to be saying that for like six months, aren't we? We are. We are, and then in six months, we won't be on Twitter anymore. Um, but anyway, um, all right, with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive on in. Content warning. Ravenloft as a setting can feature disturbing themes and ideas, and while it is never going to be our intention to upset anyone, it is worth noting. Be advised that this story arc features ghosts, dysfunctional families, cruel clergy, murder, and references to suicide. Last time, after arriving in Baldur's Gate, the party sought out the Vistani band led by Hyskosa. But he couldn't take them to Ravenloft until all his people were accounted for. So the party went to the city to find his missing person, a woman named Ludmi- excuse me, Ludmila. 
After saving her from a remnant of the Watchful Order, Octavia revealed that she would not be joining them for the journey into the mists of Ravenloft. And so, with a sad farewell, the party parted ways with their dear friend and journeyed with the Viscani into the mists. As these Viscani carts trundle through the mists, you know, the, the thick, all-consuming fog presses in um, from all sides. Uh, you can hardly see 10 feet in front of you through the mist. Every once in a while, though, you can see shadows and silhouettes out in the mist. Once or twice, Milosh's cart, which you're all riding on, passes right next to a foreboding barren tree, its branches reaching out, scraping the sides of the cart as you pass. In the distance, you can hear occasional faint noises, sticks breaking, owls and wolves calling to each other, and other strange, unidentifiable noises. Creepy. Ah, yes, it's uh, quite something. That's someone's stomach, right? Bowman, you forgot to eat. I did Bowman forget doesn't... to eat. No, that doesn't sound like a stomach. That sounds like, uh... well, never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> just, you know, stay on the cart. Uh, uh, don't wander off. You, you may get lost if you wander off into the mist. At what point do we do we get off? Like, is there a station we're going uh, to? Yes, uh, we do have a destination in mind. We are heading towards the Ravenloft uh, uh, realm of Mordent. We are um, we are traveling there for trade, to deliver messages, that sort of thing. So we will be going into Mordent and uh, setting up at the edge of Mordent's largest town, a, a charming uh, uh, seaside community called uh, Mordentshire. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. Good beach time. Um, it's a little cold for in Mordens for for. All right, so we wear our like long trunks. How long? How long are you going to be there then? Uh, we will stay for a few days, probably. Um, before we move on. Right, so we have a few days before we leave with you. Well, I'm sure Grandfather will talk to you about this when we arrive. Actually, he said he had several things he wanted to talk to you all about. Um, when oh, we, we did not discuss this before we embarking. Um, hmm. Grandfather simply said to me, and I quote, they cannot reach where they are going by going with us. Oh. So... Well. I'm glad we're with you now. Whatever that means. But we can get you to Mordent. And there, um, Grandfather uh, 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 says that you will pick up the trail. Ah, great. Like a train or a boat. Sure. Um, listen, it is going to be 
a while before we arrive in Mordant. Um, these trips through the mist, they, they can take some time uh, to do safely. Um, and safety is, of course, our priority. We've got, you know, families <laughs> and children on our band. Um, so we are taking things slow and safely through the mists. I would recommend that you all try to get some shutdown. We'll make the journey go faster, and, um, you know, you probably need some rest after a busy day in Baldur's Gate. Okay. Fine. All right. But uh, if you have any, you know, other questions or, or such for me, please feel free to ask. I will, I will help you if I can. So it's time for you, like any Bowman just goes on, uh -huh. just trying to figure out what is yeah, this whole. He, he, Milo keeps trying to like hash out the exact particulars. So is it like a fine word. line, and you're just a wobbly so line time, like going back? That's forward? actually that's actually a good metaphor for it because we move in one direction, and the rest of everybody else moves in one direction, but those directions aren't always facing the same way. That's that's a good way to, Great to think about it. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy. As, uh, as the two of you are having this conversation, Penny. We just got here. <gasps> Ghosts? Uh, we just of, got here. <laughs> we're not here yet. <laughs> out, of, out of the mist, you hear a soft voice simply call out, Penny? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the voice is familiar and fills you with some comfort, but you can't quite place it. No one else hears this, by the way. Is it a, what kind of, is it like a feminine a voice? voice. Oh, of course, it's a woman's voice. You want mm. like a gruff dude's voice? No, I just like I fog. feel like I know where this Penny. is going. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to do with that? I mean, if I look out, do I see anyone? You don't see anyone. I'm just gonna mind my business and start sweating a little. <laughs> um, is everyone gonna try to get some sleep? Yeah, I think we should take shifts. Yeah, let's do shifts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys want to split that up? I'll stay up for the first one. Okay. I will two. Okay. I'm not tired. How Any long of a nap are we talking course. about? Milo says, uh, uh, well, it's, it's like a be. long nap or a short nap? Or a short nap. <laughs> I, I would, I would say, you know, it, it, this could take, you know, six to ten hours, so. Oh, wow. Long? Longer nap. Long nap. Jannar would normally stay up, but Jannar has 10 hit points. Yeah, Jannar <laughs> should crash. Jannar does not need to Yeah, stay you watch. take a breather. Uh, Bowman will take last shift. Great. I guess I'll snooze now then. Okay. Cool. Me and Nyx, we got this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Nyx and Penny, you stay up for the first, uh, first shift. The rest of you on, you know, get as comfortable as you can in the back of Milo's cart. Um, you know, there's all sorts of, like, there's boxes and, and other supplies in here, but Milo's had 
you know, has some bed rolls that you can like roll out and cram into the space, it, you're going to be, you know, pretty closely packed, cuddling with each other. Um, but I'll make uh, like a four poster bed out of boxes. Yeah. Uh, but you all settle in um, and eventually um, fall asleep. Janara, mm-hmm. your nightmares are so much worse here. Okay. You don't know why, right? Nothing's changed except where you are. Is that just what Ravenloft does? Um, but it starts much the same as it typically does. You know, the burning city of Waterdeep, people asking why you didn't save them. Some point in this tangled guilt dream, in the hands of the people pleading with you reach out and grab at you and pull at you, um, and it starts to hurt. Uh, and you shake yourself free and you tumble back through the doorway, and you see your parents dead on the cobblestones of Waterdeep as the city burns around. And from the sky, you hear horrendous, terrifying laughter. Laughter of the voices of every villain you ever faced in Waterdeep. And that's your nightmare. (laughs) Right. Uh, Nix and Penny, anything you're doing on watch? Um, I'm gonna start carving little wooden figurines. Okay. Because I can. Great. Nix, have you always carved? No, I just kind of felt like I could do it now. Oh, um, on, on the day we go to Ravencloth, Ravenloft, we are literally in on our way to the worst nightmares ever, and you are carving little wooden figurines. You decided today that you could do that. Do you think it's connected? I, that's not where I was going with that. No. I was more so going that that was just a strange thing to do. It was a weird thing to do, but yeah, Honestly, sure, it could be. I, th- I mean, I'm not, I don't really need- take too much time to think about these things but maybe it's like my my subconscious being like you need to distract yourself from oh well what you're about to see that is true so yeah yeah. um do you want me to make you anything yeah could you make me either a little frog or a little cat sure with a hat yeah. What if I make like a cat head and then a frog head coming no. out of a hat? Like they're sharing the hat. No. One or okay. the other. Okay. It's terrifying. <laughs> I'm not like they are the same. I'm not not I was at first thinking they're the same. Like a frog in a cat's body but wearing a hat. Now I'm just thinking they're both wearing the hat. No. Separate creatures sharing hat. 
You know, just give me a cat and a hat. I don't want the okay. rock anymore. Okay. Um, how big of a figurine is are you trying like, to carve? That like big. that big? Okay, yeah. go ahead and make a wood carver's tools check for me. Wood carver tool. Oh, that's a natural one. Oh <laughs> no. She grabs like an this axle is the, of the This cart. is the first, this is the first thing you're carving and it's misshapen, and you you're like <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna give me this was my practice round. I've never actually done this before, so I will, I'm going to work on it. Okay. Sure. I'm going to work on it. This is literal, this literally, this doesn't look like anything. So I'm going to try that again. I will make you a cat wearing a hat figuring. I promise. Okay. Great. Great. Uh, it's about time for the second of three watches. Uh, who's taking over? Everyone that's not near Nyx. Well, uh, I can. Okay. Oh, we're doing three watches. Um, great. Uh, yeah, Artemis, you take over. Anything you're doing or just going? Um, read a little bit. Just skim my dad's journal, some of the other things that we picked up. Just kind of reminding myself of the uh, the puzzle pieces. Um, and then after I'm done with that, just kind of pull out my, what do I play? Mandolin? Mm. Lute? Yeah. Right. Pull out the little mandolin and just try to think about more positive thoughts than this place is giving and just see what little tune comes out of that just tinkering basically yeah yeah, yeah you you tinker play a nice little tune go and make a performance check for me uh, 19 19 Milo says uh, you're pretty good with that thing nice nice little tune anything in particular or just uh just trying to center myself a little bit. I I get it. It's a lot for first timers. Um, sure. Yeah. I you know I uh, I've lived in Ravenlock my whole life. Uh, well, I've lived in this community my whole life, and this community yeah, sure. has gone in and out of the mists of Ravenlock my whole life. Um. So, you know, it's easy to forget that uh, many people, you know, the place they come from is, is all they have ever known. Um, yeah. So, um, it's good to see the world, I guess. Hmm. Or all the worlds. Yeah. I don't know how it works, really. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know how it works for, you know, others. Uh, for us, you know, sometimes we end up on totally different worlds traveling through the mists. We've been to cool. your world, Toril, of course, but, you know, we've been other places. We've been, uh, been to Eberron, we've been to Orth, um, been to Alexandria, we've been to lots of... You could make up any, any name right now. 
And I... I would believe you, because I, I know very little between you and me. It's these, it's these goons that, well, one of the goons that stayed behind, actually, she knew the most of. Well, don't worry. You guys will be okay. Trust me. I met you before. That's true. So we know that we're okay until we meet you again, right? Uh, well... Don't take unnecessary risks. Time can change. Ah. But if you if, if you stick with what you did that led you to meet us last time we met you, you should be fine. Last time. Right. All right. Um, great. Um... And then last watch, Bowman, I know you said you would take that over. Anything for your watch? Uh, is Myler still driving? Yeah, Myler's just still driving. <clears throat> uh, Bowman's just going to go up. Um, do Vrishkani drink? Yeah, man. All right. Uh, Bowman reaches into his portable hole and just takes out a brown liquid bottle, opens the cork and sniffs it. I think this is bourbon. All right, I'll drink anything. And we just drink until we get there. Great. You all wake up um, after, you know, a long rest. So you can all click that nice long rest button on your oh, character. Thank goodness. As you wake up, you know, still thick mist all around you. But the mist slowly thins and dissipates, and you find yourselves trundling down a rolling country road in quiet moors. The air here is cold and damp, and bands of fog perpetually lie in the dips and valleys of this wet land. As you make your way down the road, you can see the occasional large country estate surrounded by farmland, and out of the corners of your eyes, you think you see an occasional figure standing out in the distance, in the distance or in the mists. But every time you turn to look, there's nothing there. Before long, you find yourselves heading down the hill. A cold wind blows in from ahead of you, bringing, bringing the familiar scent of salty sea air. The town of Mordentshire appears before you. Even from this distance, you can hear the rhythmic sounds of the sea crashing against the cliffs of the harbor. This quaint town is filled with mainly wooden abodes and structures, mostly small, though there are a collection of larger and grander manor homes clustered at the edge of town um, with steep gabled roofs. Uncountable trails of smoke drift lazily from chimneys into the cold gray sky. Uh, as you arrive at the edge of town, the Vistani pull off the side of the road and begin the work of setting up camp. And you are officially in Wardens. And I am going to send a picture of the map to the group chat. <gasps> wow. Map! 
That's right. Wow. Um, Can we get off the cart now? Like, is it okay? Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, go ahead, uh, uh, Debark. Um, grandfather will be here. We'll be along shortly, I'm sure, to uh, get you set up with what you need. Um, oh, here it is. I know we. I know they don't take talents here. Did Ooh. we ever find out what type of currency they actually took? Because I would hope. Any gold or silver or copper coinage uh, is accepted in this air in this uh, in anywhere in Ravenloft, really. Um, and you know, gems are always of value to people. Oh yeah. Um, Milosh like gets down, starts like undoing the the girdles and and reins from his horses to start you know feeds them. Um, a lot of the drivers are pretty tired and are pretty quickly pitching tents. Milosh yawns pretty widely himself because uh, he's been uh, trundling through the night. It is morning here in Mordenshire, as best as you all can tell. Um. As Milosh begins, like, set it, getting things squared away so that he can lie down and sleep, um, Hyskosa emerges from one, of, from one of the other carts and makes uh, his way over to where you all are, um, to where you all are, are gathered around Milosh's cart. Uh, he says, ah, good, my friends, good to see you all, uh, how was your first journey into the mists, huh? Not that bad. Told. Not really a fan of it. Hmm. Well, you'll get used to it, I'm sure. Hmm. Now, I've been um, trying to consult my records and, and my memories about where we have met before. I, I tend to have a pretty good memory. I don't actually remember the place that we met. Oh, well, good. And that's a little odd. But <clears throat> I know you did not arrive there with us. So oh, we might know exactly where we met you. Well, but we don't know where it is. <laughs> well, we know where, but not where. Well, this is why I have brought you specifically here to Mordens. Um, Mordensshire is the home of the famous Dr. Rudolf van Richten. Uh, the man is a brilliant scholar and monster hunter. And he actually lives here in Mordenshire, uh, running the local herbalist shop. Um, Dr. Van Richten has spent his life traveling the mists of Ravenloft, learning all sorts of lore about the monsters and beings that live in these lands. Um, and so if anyone can help get you on the right path and figure out where you need to go, it is him. And if he doesn't know specifically where you need to go, then I can almost guarantee he knows who might. 
So oh, wonderful. This is why I brought you here to Mordens. Um, he's a herbalist shop. If you head into town, uh, just follow this sort of main road. You'll get to the town square, um, and it's just off the square down uh, down one of the other lanes here in the town. Um, you should find it fairly easily on one of the main thoroughfares. Um, so that is the first thing. The second thing, I noticed something as we were traveling through the mists. Something was trying to pull us off course. And I know, I think I know what it is. Oh? Mr. Bowman. I believe that you have in your possession a mist talisman. I do. Yes, uh, a mist talisman is a item that um, if you have it on your person and focus on it as you travel through the mists, it can deliver you to the destination that mist talisman is associated with. Assuming oh. the borders of the domain are open. Um, sometimes the borders of certain domains can be closed, and even with a mist talisman, you just cannot leave while the borders are closed. But, you know, um, every domain kind of has different mist talismans, and they're not things that are specifically made to be a mist talisman, at least not usually, but they're often things that are tied to the domain that you are going to. So, Bowman, do you have anything with you from a realm of Ravenloft that, that originated from one of the realms of Ravenloft that uh, could, uh, that could be it? Hmm. I'll have to check my, my, uh, my pack and okay. see. I just, I thought it would be important to inform you all of that, but, um, anyway, thank you, my friends, for saving uh, Ludmila for us. You're, of course, welcome to uh, uh, stay for breakfast if you want, or, um, you know, we'll be in town for, for a few days, so feel free to stop by, but uh, we will need to be going on our own way, and I'm sure you all will have destinations of your own to make your way towards as well. So, Do you want us to stay here to wait for your grandfather? No, this is High Skosa speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. 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 Their voices are basically the same. So. Well, they're related. <laughs> they are related. Um, or are they the same person? Try and travel. Keeps putting what? on different hats. Um <laughs> So, uh, you are here in Wardenshire. What are what are y'all doing? Well, I suppose we should probably go see what's what. Yeah, I would suggest we probably find a map of some sort, or a tavern, or the people. doctor. Well, maybe all someone right. in the tavern can point. We us all in the have things we can do. Penny and our. Penny and somebody else can go find the doctor. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. Why don't I go find the doctor? I'll go right now. I can probably just do it myself. No, I think we shouldn't be I'll going. I'm going to start walking. We I'm, should I'm be gonna... staying together. 
scurry. Yeah. You, the rest of you follow after Penny as she stalks her way into town. As you make your way into Mordenshire, uh, you know, this, this small community is, it, you know, this is the largest town in Mordent. It's not that big. Um, but, you know, you make your way through the, the you know, stone streets of the city. Um, most of the people here are bundled up against the cold of, of wet wind coming in off the harbor. Um, just sort of making their way about their daily business. You see people making deliveries. Um, some people are heading down towards the docks with all sorts of fishing gear. Um, and, you know, people just seem to be generally going about their business. Uh, very occasionally, people glance sidelong at you all as you pass by as, as strangers um, entering into... Uh, uh, their community um, for the first time, um, but no one, you know, stops you, no one says anything to you, no one bothers you um, as you make your way into the center of town. Um, Do we, like, stand out, like, color palette-wise? <laughs> um, like, is well, everyone just, like, drab and terrible? You, most of you are already wearing muted colors. Artemis... I, I think probably wears a little bit brighter colors than everybody else, but not so maybe a little bit, but not that much. Okay. Like, you know, you see I did I did tone it down while yeah, we got did, home. You did tone it down. So it's a not, Royal it's not as now. yeah, it's dark Indeed much navies. darker uh, uh blues uh, uh than you used to wear. So um you know, no one's no one's really right. paying any of you too much mind, particularly you, Bowman. Your heavy, you know, long gray coat, your your basic cap. Like you look, you look like you could be any of these fishermen. You know what I mean? Yep. Like pretty ben. much. You know, your thick beard. Like you're you look like an old sailor or fisherman or something. Like no no one's gonna give you a second glance as you're making your way through town. That's what Bowman was going for. <laughs> um, eventually, you find your way to Van Richten's herbalist shop. Um, and I actually do have a oh, picture true. of that in here as well. Uh, also, it's in chat. Go. Um, yeah, you see, you know, there's a collection of potted plants and, uh, uh, uh herbs, um, outside this shop signed. It says herbalist and then Dr. Rudolf Van Richten underneath, um, lights are on in the shop. Uh, and you see, you know, through the glazed windows of the shop, you see there are two people in there right now, both women, um, as you open the door and go in. I assume you're opening the door and going into the shop. I guess I should just assume that. Yeah. But you <laughs> open the door and yeah. go into the, into the shop. Um, behind the counter is a middle-aged, bespectacled human woman with uh, light skin and dark hair pulled into a bun. Um, and she is speaking to a, uh, a very pale elven woman. Um, the woman working behind the counter is saying, 
No, dear, I haven't seen him. Dr. Van Richten got back a, a week ago, but then, you know, he went to the abandoned Aisley, Ainsley Manor two days ago, and I, I haven't seen him since. Kira, would you please describe and introduce your new character, the elven woman across the counter from this human race? Yeah, so across from the saleswoman is a fairly tall, extremely pale. Her skin is so pale, it's almost gray. Um, Elven-looking woman. Um, she has white hair with that is braided into a ponytail um, that has one streak of blue going through it and a streak of dark black hair running wow. through it. Um, she is wearing a dark cloak and a long gown. Um, yeah, as you enter, she kind of turns and looks at you, and you can see that she has some pretty significant scars all over her body that are bluish in color. Um, she turns back to the woman and says, well, so if he was traveling, did he say when he would be back? Well, that's just the thing, dearie. Um, you know, he, he just got back, you know, um, about a week ago. He'd been, he'd been gone for the last, I don't know, two, three years working on his new book. Um, and then, you know, it, the rumors about the the Ainsley Manor, the the haunting there has gotten worse recently and you know um he took it upon himself to go investigate two days ago and he hasn't been back I'm frankly a little a little worried um yes two days is uh it's a bit longer than he's usually away for well at least when he's in town, it's longer than he's usually away for. But I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Alina, dear. Um, can I? Uh, hi, hi there, folks. Uh, so sorry, I didn't. <clears throat> just having a bit of a conversation with a old friend. Um, what can I help you with? Oh, I for sure picked up random things in the store <laughs> while we were waiting. Just like exploring. Um, we were hoping to talk to Dr. Van Richten. I see. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, Dr. Van Richten is out right now. Oh. When will he be back? hilarious. We came all this way. <laughs> like, you don't even really understand. All right, guys, he, he's like, he could be like on lunch. <laughs> No, he's um, <laughs> he's on lunch. Well, we're here. It's a little, it's a little early in the day for lunch. For the oh, sorry, what time is it? Uh, you find like a a, a cuckoo clock on one wall, and it says that Fitting. it's ten a.m. Oh, it's brunch time. You're all looking for Van Richten? Yeah. 
We have some questions. Do so. Do we have an ETN when he'll be back? Well, is he on first lunch? Is that what it is? Second breakfast. He's um out on a ghost hunting haunting mission. So hunting haunting haunting. So I was going to head out and try to look for him if um you're not too scared. Uh, I'm oh. Happy to well, have the company. We're not scared of most things. That's a lie. Some of us are scared of most things, but some yes. of us are not scared some of, of most things. Some of us have crippling anxiety. Um. So he, this is a, this is like a thing. Like he's not coming back. He's like he's missing, sort of thing. That's why you're going to look for him. Well, it is rather odd that he would be gone for so long. Just on a haunting expedition. Oh. So, of course! The day we get okay. here, he's mysteriously gone in a haunted mansion, and we gotta go find him. Of course. This place hey, hey, Sometimes right? things are, are a little difficult. I'm just saying, isn't it kind of funny that this always happens to us? Nothing is ever easy for us. Well, I'm sorry. She she was like abandoned as a child a and right just now. happened again. Um, the next person to bring that up, I will shoot in the foot. I don't even care. She's usually much more cordial than this. At least she's giving you a warning. <laughs> that is true. You 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 know that the doctor Rick Vin Rick. You know the doctor. <laughs> yes. Um. We're um friends, but. Insight check. What does that friend mean? Insight check. <laughs> How close a friends? Insight. Insight. Eighteen. We're friends. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where um, was he ghost hunting? I am. Um, How far? I'm Alina, by the way, and um. Oh. Oh yeah, we're, we didn't um, do that, did we? In tandem, Alina. we're not. Hey, Artemis, can I can I pull you aside for a second? Hey, I don't think the name is going well. We're in a new realm. What do you mean um, the name isn't going well? It was a beautiful name. It is a beautiful it, name. It's. It is. It was kind of forced at the moment, and forced. so we're just gonna so go. It was very natural. We're just gonna walk away from that. Um, we're a traveling Bowman turns. Um, we're a traveling party right now. Um, we're looking for Ben Richton. So, yeah. Um, I'm Nix, by the way. Penny, Denara. Lovely to meet you all. Oh, Bowman. Random. It doesn't seem forced. That's, That's Artemis. Artemis. <laughs> 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 um, yes, uh, Artemis Price Shield. The, the woman behind the counter Lord. says, Lord, Artemis um, Price Shield. So, uh, if I'm getting all this right, um, 
but my name's Beatrice Polka. I look after the shop when uh, Van Richten's out. Um, so, so and, what uh, was your name? Beatrice Polk. Oh, I heard something else. Wonderful, wonderful to meet you. Uh, yes, I know, um, Beatrix Potter. So <laughs> Van Richten has gone missing up at the uh, Ainsley Village Manor. The, the Ainsleys are one of the aristocratic families here in Mordant, oh. and uh, like all the aristocrats in the realm, they keep a they keep a manor house, uh, sort of on the edge of town. Um, for when they're in the village doing business, but uh, the Ainsleys abandoned their manor house about hmm, about five years ago now. Um, and, you know, at first, nobody really noticed much of anything, but the, the haunting there has started to affect, well, everyone walking by. I mean, it just, you get bad feeling, and, you know, um, Pretty much, I, I mean, look, just about everybody in Mordens has had a run-in with a ghost here or there in their, in their time. Um, I guess, I'm guessing you're new here, so uh, lots of ghosts yeah. here in Mordens. Um, so everyone here in Mordens had a run-in or two with a ghost, but usually it's nothing, nothing too, too bad, but uh, the... The spirits that seem to have inhabited the Ainsley house seem particularly agitated and seem to bother passers-by and, and other spirits nearby. And um, I, I don't know what happened at the, at the house. Uh, no, no one really does, but uh, I assume it had something to do with the haunting. Um, and uh, it's gotten, you know, a few people have even gone missing in the house. Um, and so Dr. Van Richten decided, uh, when he got back, you know, he heard that it had gotten, uh, gotten worse recently and decided to check it out himself. Um, and that's where he's gone missing. He's been gone two days, uh, which shouldn't take him that long to go check out a haunted house. So I'm, I'm real worried about it, but not equipped to go handle it. Sure, sure, sure. Badly haunted abode. And you were on your way, it, Elena, was it? Yeah. You were on your way to handle this abode? Um, well, not, not exactly. I was just looking for the doctor. Oh. So, you, you're looking for him too? And yeah. just just you're gonna just go find him you were gonna go find him by yourself well i've dealt with hauntings in the past before oh wonderful i uh maybe it is smart if we um <clears throat> could we come with you then would that be all right I mean, we're both going to look for the doctor, so it just exactly. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we are happy to have an extra pair of hands. What do your hands specialize in, though? 
what? <laughs> what? Like, did you just Nick, say? Nick, Nick, Nick just said. Just my hands specialize in things. Do your like I, just, I can I just make need to talk to my friend. I, can we have a group I just need to talk to my friend just a moment. Be real people. Oh, sorry. Guys, I really don't understand Nick. why you are making such a big deal about this. <laughs> Nick, do you and I need to like, do you need like lessons? like i mean you know could someone teach me a lot artemis but like i feel like you guys are making a bigger deal out of this than i don't i don't teach me a lot she said noted all right you know how to play instruments oh <gasps> artemis <laughs> okay so i'm really bad at it right now but can i attempt to make you like a flute or something Absolutely. Cool. 100%. Okay. A thousand percent. I'm making we're things. We're in, in a herbology, we're <laughs> in a herbalist shop. Like... I'm going to turn Alina. to Beatrice. Um, <laughs> anything here, would anything here be helpful against ghosts? Me and my friends, we fought lots of things, but we actually have not fought ghosts before. Um. Well, if, if you want to go upstairs to... Um, the doctor's study. I'm sure there are there are uh, books in there about ghost hunting. As Wait, long as Elena's willing to supervise you. Who's supervising us? Elena, you know, friend, oh. friend of the doctor. So I, I wouldn't want friend of the doctor. Someone else going into his stuff without you know someone keeping an eye on you. At least I, I've just met you all enough. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Let's go find some stuff. So, great, Alina. What What do you do? What How How are you gonna fight things potentially? <laughs> how am I supposed to answer this? Uh, I don't. I do. Magic you know, or not. To To be to not beat around the bush, which I feel like Nix is doing. I feel like what Nix is asking is that like we kind of are like an established party and like we fight things for like mm, like our life that's like what we do so i guess we're trying to figure out like are we gonna have to carry you in this situation like what are we looking at here um, do you have experience do you have rec you know references that we can talk to can you kill to, like, things yeah. do you kill things with magic or do you kill things with weapons well not kill or things. both yeah let's or not both. lead with the murder because we don't do that at we all do we do that. We do that. This is a very aggressive thing. <laughs> um, hello, welcome to our group. <laughs> we're, we're we're accepting new applicants. Well, we recently. Stop. This is the interview. Um, Elena can answer however she wants to answer, but Kira, please feel free to tell everybody else what class <laughs> you are or not. Okay, I think I have. All right, so. Elena is going to like reach down to her side and pull out like an amulet that has like a large white stone in the middle. Um, I um, and then let's see, can I do this? <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm excited to see what you uh, what you do. 
I'm going to cast Calm Ooh. Motions. Wow, that's, that's like useful. Around me. <laughs> um. Ooh. Is that a save? If it's you want charisma, to resist it. Charisma save if you want to resist. And just try to, like, calm everyone, including myself, because it's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bowman got a... <laughs> A uh, 32. Is it obvious what you're doing? Um, as I am pulling out the amulet, I am like praying to it as the spell is cast. Um, Elena is a cleric. Oh, love that. That is handy. Honey got a 19. I got an 11. To resist that. Okay, the save was a 15, so anything. Yeah, 17, but I'll act like it worked. Great. Um, that was beautiful. Is that, is that what you were looking for? Yes, you demonstrated what those hands do, yes. Oh my god, please, for the love of god, no one ever say <laughs> that again. Well, um... I think we should be. Van Richten probably needs our help. Yeah. Um, right. Do you know where his he keeps his stuff? Oh, yeah, just up upstairs. Yeah. Uh, are you, so you all are going to Van Richten study then? First, great. You yeah. make your Give way up up the stairs. Um, you know, you, you go behind. The, you're left behind the counter and make your way up the stairs into uh, Van Richten's home above the herbalist shop. Um, you know, there's several rooms here. There's a sitting, there's a small sitting room on, um, you know, a couple, a couple of bedroom, a couple of bedrooms, one clearly master bedroom, and then, you know, a, a handful of guest bedrooms, a, you know, sort of a very small, like, kitchen area. Uh, but the largest room of the house is dedicated to what is clearly a study uh, slash library of some kind. Um, you know, it's it's not a remarkably large room, but it is the largest room of the abode. Um, so it's a decently sized room, walls completely packed with bookshelves loaded with all kinds of books, a uh, large desk in the center of the room laden with writing in implements and and books and tomes and notes, and also a stack of unopened letters um, sitting on the side of the desk as well. Um, you are now in Van Richten's study. I kind of want to casually walk over by the letters and see who, like, where they're just from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you go over to the, uh, you go over to the stack of letters, and you see a whole, you know, a whole assortment of, of different people writing to, um, to Van Richten. Uh, you see a couple letters from, um, uh, uh, an Alice and Jennifer Weathermay Foxgrove, um, <laughs> uh, all hyphenated. 
Weathermaid Foxgrove <laughs> is hyphenated, yes. Um, they the live, they, the outside of the envelope is addressed from Morganshire. Um, there is a, uh, a letter, there are a couple letters um, from someone named Ez de Avenir, um, writing from different letters with different, like her, she's got like two or three letters in this pile. Um, and, uh, they're all addressed from different places. One from a town called Rivalis, um, one from a town called, um, hold on one second. Sorry. There's a lot going on here. Um, one from a town called Odair, um, so uh, uh, you know, couple couple different couple different towns and, and locations um, from some of these, uh, and some of these don't match any name on the Mordant map you were helpfully given by the uh, uh, the Stani. Um, so as the Avenir, somebody who wrote some letters, uh, you find some letters from um, uh, Arthur. Uh, 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 Alanic Ray and Dr. Arthur Sedgwick, um, writing from a place called Porta Lucine. Um, so, yeah, lots of different, um, people writing to Dr. Van Richten. If you want to break into any of the letters, you can, but... I'm not going to commit a federal crime. In front of this person that we just met. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what's everyone else doing? Um, I would like to just kind of uh go through his desk. Okay. Yeah, make an investigation check. Oh my god. And I'll help because I'm right there. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Non-natural 20 from a natural one. Okay, well, there you go. Um, a couple of the drawers are locked, um, but, you know, opening the drawers that aren't locked, you find pretty standard stuff that you would find in a desk, you know, extra paper, extra, you know, pens and quills and ink. Um, you find uh, three copper pieces of loose coins at the back of a drawer. Um, our first money your first money um you know just sort of standard uh, 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 desk stuff in the unlocked drawers uh miss miss alina do you have an idea where we could look for ghosts or have you been you've been here before i presume as the doctor's companion don't say it like that no just friends of course, uh, yes, of course. So you don't go travel. Was was him. there a bookshelf somewhere that? Yeah, had, like, yeah. There's lots of bookshelves in here. You would know. I mean, you've been in here roughly. before. You would know roughly where stuff on ghosts would be. Um, I would check those shelves over there. I'll check those shelves over there. Any right. ghosts? Go ahead, and make an investigation. <laughs> <with> <laughs> <his> <laughs> Ooh, one. <laughs> 
Um, 20 and a 2. Investigation, 25. 25. Uh, yeah, easy enough. You are able to find a book on ghosts and other incorporeal haunts. Um, yeah, ghosts and other incorporeal haunts. Yeah, so, you know, browsing through the book, you, you learn, um, generally speaking, ghosts, shades, specters, poltergeists, you know, that sort of whole family of undead um, are generally the spirits of people who died with intense unfinished business. Now, you do find scrawled in the margins in Van Richten's um, cramped Slant, uh, cramped and slightly slanted handwriting um, that in Mordant, all spirits become ghosts. Everyone who dies in Mordant becomes a ghost. Um, but, you know, in, in margins and on extra pages, these, and it looks like this is a book that Van Richten published, like it was written by him, and he has annotated his own copy of his own book um, with extra information about, about Mordant. Um, <clears throat> but he, he writes about um, the fact that in Mordant, every spirit that dies becomes a ghost. Most of those spirits are fairly harmless. They'll sort of wander off into the moors um, or occasionally will get drawn in by uh, Wilfred Godifroy, um, who lives on the estate of Griffin Hill. Um, but, you know, and every once in a while, you know, some mage has some scheme that also draws in some ghosts. But generally speaking, the ghosts of Mordent don't cause too much trouble, but beyond, you know, the occasional um, mischievous uh, uh, haunting here or there. But there are instances, there's pretty much everybody in Mordent knows someone who has dealt with a more malicious haunting, um, a, a more uh, a difficult uh, and dangerous haunt. Um, this seems to happen when there are particularly tragic circumstances regarding someone's death. And this continues on, you know, mix of stuff between, about Morden-specific and just generally ghosts. Um, you know, lots of stuff about unfinished business, and usually the way to end a haunting is not just to defeat the ghost, but to in some way resolve their unfinished business. That's the only right. way to truly, you know, resolve a haunting. Um, and even in Mordent, you know, resolving unfinished business doesn't make the spirit leave Mordent. Like, that spirit will still be somewhere in Mordent, but it does usually resolve any malicious haunting. It, it makes the spirit more peaceful once their unfinished business is solved. Hmm. Do you think it would be alright if we just took this with us and gave it to him when we met the doctor? Just for reference. Um, I don't think he would have a problem with that. 
Great. Uh, Mr. Bowman, your, your hole, please. Sorry. I beg Could you your hold on to this? Could you just hold on to this? <laughs> yeah. Wow, we are sure. off our game. <laughs> we're all over. Um, while we're here, Bowman wants to look for like a atlas of like the of Ravenloft, if there is one here. Yeah, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. If you ask Alina for help, I'll give you advantage. But um, I know Bowman is no. sometimes cagey about that. I'll you know what? I'll just figure this out myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was a 17. 17. Okay. Um, yeah, you're able to find a, a book um, titled Van Richten's Travels in the Domains of Dread. Great. I just grab it. Not going to look at it. And then I'm just going to pocket it. Okay. Um, right. And the matter that is at Ains Ainsley. That's what we think. Ainsley. Would right. I have been familiar with where that's located? I'll say that uh, Beatrice can easily give you directions to it. All right. Um, well. Great. Are you all heading out? Off we go. Right. Yeah. Do you all think you have enough to um, go on? Enough of an idea? Um, how to do so? I, I suppose it's um, it's a tricky, tricky matter sometimes. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah good to we'll know. We're not yeah, normally plan ahead people. Yeah, we're not big planners. Are you? Are you a planner? Well, I mean, it depends on the situation. Sure. Yeah, us too. <laughs> With that, you all head out and start making your way across town to the Ainsley Village Banner. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You all, you know, make your way towards the Ainsley Village Manor. At the edge of the village are the manor homes of the aristocrats of Mordens. None of these are their primary residences, as evidenced by the much larger estates you rode past on your way into town, but, manor ha uh, but these village manors are impressive nonetheless. One, however, stands out of place. 
The three-story manor home belonging to the Ainsley family stands clearly abandoned atop a short rise. The lawn is overgrown and dying, the trees unkempt, with bare branches desperately reaching out towards the cold sun overhead. The metal fence around the estate is old and rusty, and the gate groans in the wind. Someone left it unlatched. The house itself was probably once quite grand with its many chimneys and steep gabled roofs. But now the manor house is weather-beaten, its walls veined with ivy, and what little exposed paint you can see is faded and peeling. A porch girds the house, its sagging roof sheltering a stout front door. And I would also like everybody to make me a quick perception check. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Anybody get anybody else get a twenty-two or higher? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. So Artemis and Alina, then the two of you, very faintly hear. No, it it must be a trick of the wind. Certainly, you couldn't be hearing sobbing. Probably just Penny. Think to myself. How long is the like walk from the gate up to the like door? Just um, like a long walk or just like a front yard? It's a it's a pretty sizable yard. I mean it's it's still, you know, it's still within the village limits, so it's not like a huge sprawling estate, but it, it's a pretty big yard, pretty big grounds around this manor. Um, but it doesn't take too long to get up to the to the porch, which is the porch is quite large. It wraps around sort of two sides of the house. Um, the sort of path up from the gate to the porch is pretty overgrown with um, tall, like browning grasses. Um, but you you you're easily enough able to make your way up to the porch of the house itself. Is there anything we need to do for ourselves before we, right? We probably shouldn't come in aggressive in case there are, you know, ghosts. Or we're just looking for someone, but mm -hmm. anything we need to do? Are we worried about possession? Is that something- Well, I wasn't until wasn't. now. <laughs> Is that something that we should like? Can't we like close ourselves, our energy off to unwanted beings coming into us? Uh, you would know from reading Van Richten's ghost book that possession is certain incorporeal spirits can possess living beings. Um, but you know, it's not always successful. Uh, uh, there are some things that can be done to prevent it, um, but those are usually like actual magic and not just hoping for good vibes. <laughs> yeah, how do we how Can do we, we close, close our chakras? So <laughs> I run and breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> so we just have to hope that we don't get possessed. Okay. Don't worry, Hopefully if you get possessed, I'll, I'll slap it out of you, Penny. Don't worry. God. 
And you can do the same to me. Um, you guys. Can oh, Artemis, are you possessed and... right now? I'm gonna no. knock on the door. Sure. As you knock on the door, by the way, you guys can go ahead and load up the virtual tabletop if you wish. I have the first floor of the map pulled up. up so we can see. Um, so you can see it. Um, let me just activate it for you. Um, you don't have to, but, you know, and we'll, we will still take it one room at a time. I don't want everybody, like, running off in a bunch of random directions because that's very difficult for me to keep track of as DM on a map, but um, just so you know, um, I, and I can move your tokens into whatever room you're currently examining, but, um, are you, so, Elena, you go up and knock on the front door, um, there's, it's a loud knock, you don't hear any response, except still feel like you're hearing that sobbing sound. Can I check to see if the door is unlocked? You turn the doorknob and it creaks open. Spooky. Do we do we call out? Like say hello? I, I think we do say like excuse us. So. <clears throat> hello. Um, Sarah here. Sorry to bother. Uh, looking for Doctor. What's his name? Van Richten. Don Doctor Van Richten. Lord Bradshield and friends. <laughs> um, do hello. you all enter the foyer? Yes. Yes. I'll yeah. go ahead and move your tokens in here. Oh wait, that's or wrong. some of you have already moved them, so I'll just uh I'll just fix it. It's fine. You guys went through walls. Beautiful. Uh okay. You able to end my stun condition? I tried, I couldn't. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let me try let me try deleting your token and putting it back in. No. Um <laughs> We lost Artie. Nope, you're still stuck. Uh, <laughs> right, cool. It might just be a um, Anyway, um, <laughs> as you enter this room, uh, the foyer of the house, peeling wallpaper and a musty scent cling to the walls of this spacious foyer. A curving staircase rises from the clap from the uh, 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 wood floor to a balcony above keeping its distance from a darkened chandelier. Doors lead in pretty much every direction, um, and at the room's center, a sculpture of an eagle with antlers perches atop a marble pedestal. Um, and the room, everything in the room is coated with a thick layer of dust, um, and choked with cobwebs. Two things. Um, really quick, before your two things, also at this point, everyone can hear the sobbing. Oh. It seems to be coming from 
all around you. There's no direction. It just seems like this sobbing sound is a feature of the house. Mm. That's fun. All Don't right. run back. What were your two things, Artemis? Oh, God. Um, okay, first off, this is the front door. We're looking for someone. Everything's dusty. Are there footprints on the floor? Go ahead and make a perception check for me. 27. 27. There are, in fact, footprints on the dusty floor. As you examine them, the front doors slam shut. Oh. I want to try the door, see if they open. They do not open. Oh, no, 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 no. Can I try the doors and see if they will unlock? Go ahead and make these tools check for me. Um, Artemis, you find, uh, you said that 27? Yeah. So you find several different tracks, but with the 27, you can tell which ones are the most recent. Um, the most recent footprints lead out of this room to the, um, if up is north, uh, they leave out of this room to the east. Um, but there are older sets of footprints going through going out of the other doors in this room as well. Nix, what'd you get on your thesis? So Let's check on the exterior door. 27. 27. The door does not unlock. Cool! Okay, the... I'll point out the foot information to everyone. Yeah. Um, but this, I'm gonna check out this. You said eagle? Yeah. Eagle uh, with antlers. Yeah, there it's on this like, you know, tall marble pedestal, this stone statue of uh not stone, sorry, it's bronze. This bronze statue of a the pillar is stone, the pedestal is stone. And then on top of it is this bronze statue of an eagle with antlers. Is there any familiar pose, inscription, um, anything familiar about this eagle? Part Go ahead whatsoever. and make an investigation check for me. Um, investigation, investigation. 20. 20. Uh, you can't find any particular inscription anywhere on the pedestal or on the eagle as far as you can tell. Um, it's just posed in like a general, like, you know, majestic eagle in sure. action pose. Um, Make a make your choice between nature or arcana. Oh god, neither is gonna be good. Um we will go nature. This Artemis doesn't know anything about the arcane. 16. 16. Um, I'll say that's good enough. You would actually know that this is a representation of a specific creature called a periton. Um, they are very rare back in the material plane. Um, not, but you know, most people have heard of them. They're kind of like, uh, you know how in the real world, right, we've got the classic uh, cryptozoological like animals that some people swear exist, like, you know. Mothman. What do you thinking, mean? I was thinking more of the jackalope. You know, a, a 
jackrabbit with antlers. Um, sure. This is basically in that same vein, uh, except definitely real. Just like the Jack Club. Go on. So that door is locked, is it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the exterior doors are locked and could not be opened. And someone time. someone's still crying. Yes. Well, we must continue. Where did the footprints go? Yep. That way and also that way, but less new into that way. Okay, so the more way. new, let's go that way. Okay. You guys proceed to the east then into uh into the sitting room there. Um yeah, you are in a um you know a, a plain a pretty plain sitting room. I mean there's a there's a nice fireplace in here, several chairs, a couple tables, um but, you know, nothing particularly remarkable in this room. Um, and several doors leading out. And the footprints um, in here seem to lead through the northern door. Uh, Bowman wants to check the uh, seat cushions for any gold pieces that may have fallen out. Yeah, go ahead and make an investigation check. We literally have thousands of talents. Oh, I guess gold. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we literally have thousands of dollars of paper money that no one will take. <laughs> I know, I know. Like Roman got an 18. A what? A 19? 18. 18. Um, yeah, we'll say you managed to scrounge together 10 gold pieces uh, picking through the seat cushions. Um... Does the crying the, seem any louder or quieter in here? Um, it does not. It's just the same general volume. Uh, now, actually, Nyx, yeah. as you all are sort of examining the room, looking around, Nyx, you blink your eyes and you see suddenly the room as it must have stood when this place was still inhabited. Um, fire crackles in the fireplace. Standing in front of the fireplace is a tall, stern-looking man, his hand on the mantle. Behind, a handsome younger man, probably in his late teens or early 20s, pleads with the older man. Damn your traditions, father! I love her! The older man whips around, thrusting his finger in the younger man's face and says, No son of mine is marrying some common whore! And the next yeah. time you blink, the vision is gone, and you are, once again, in an abandoned group. Did you guys... Did you guys... Hmm? See... And or hear anything crying yeah it's yeah. crying same mm -hmm. just making sure that we're all north should we go where the footprints yes right sure do we think it's just a good idea to 
I'm just, I'm just going to give myself a little armor. Sure. Um, oh, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to. You want to hang out in here for 10 minutes quick? <laughs> we could do a quick speech about how, you know, we're not going to die gonna in this okay. haunted yeah. mansion and such. Yeah, easy, easy enough. You guys can take 10 minutes while Bowman is searching the couch cushions for money. Um, and Julio, 13 temporary hit points. There you go. Everybody <laughs> like, can add your 13 temporary hit points. I like this scene where Janara is doing a rousing speech telling how we're going to be, you know, do are doing a great job. And Bowman's just <laughs> flipping chairs upside down and shaking the couch yeah. cushions. On brand. And Nyx is seeing things. <laughs> yep. Um, as you guys step out into this long hallway, um, you know, once again, everything covered in in dust. Um, you see that the footprints in the hallway um, seem to go into the room on the immediate right. And then come back out of that room and go de- further down the hall into the other door on the right. Um, I will also say, Artemis, since you are the one who's been really tracking these footprints with very high check to do so, um, notice that there seem to be more footprints going towards the further door. As if someone else left that room with the original set of footprints. And these, this other set of footprints, it's hard to tell exactly how many people were involved in this second trail of footprints leading out of the room immediately on the right. Um, But they do not look like normal footprints. They are... That's mean. Longer than usual and were clearly made by bare feet. Uh-oh. Like, bare or, like, no shoes? Like, no shoes. <laughs> no shoes. No shoes. That's, like, and the former bear. No, <laughs> it no. wasn't there. No, as in no shoes, but these are, like, long feet. Long, I, thin feet. I'm just gonna, like, get the sword out. Uh-huh. And just like, can I see it? Can I peek into, open the door ever so slightly and just into get a glance of what's in there? Into the first room or the second room? Into the one that the more, you know, the, the bear. The second The bears were coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you peek, you push open the door just a little bit, peeking into this room. Um, this room is the kitchen. Uh, a rack previously suspended from the kitchen ceiling has crashed, crushing a table and scattering rusted pots and cooking implements. A sizable iron stove is built into the north wall, and you see several other doors out of here. And that's not the only thing you see. One of the doors, at one of the doors in the north wall, As you, as you open this door, you hear a new sound. It's a new wailing. It's not the same as the sobbing that permeates the house, but it is clearly the sound of something 
crime, and something is probably the best description of the source of these noises. Scraping at one of the doors in the north wall are horrific, gaunt creatures of some kind, seeming to cry uncontrollably with deep, racking sobs. Their faces are scarred and bloody, scraped by long, sharp fingernails that have clearly tugged at their faces. Their eyes are sunken into their pale faces. Their bloodshot, once human eyes still leaking an endless stream of tears. But these creatures cannot be human. For no human could wail like that. No human could be so thin. No human's limbs are so long and distended. Right? We've got a bit of a situation in here. There's, there are entities trying to get in the door. How many? Two. Just two. They've seen better days. Easy. Yep. <laughs> Why don't you go <laughs> introduce yourself? Okay. I mean, I... we have to take care of it, right? Are we all in agreement? We need to... Well, let's just find out what's. Yeah, yeah let's try talk. Yeah. Oh. I don't think it's gonna work, but we can try it. Mm -hmm. Artie, oh. oh, you're the okay. charm. I say I was probably with Artie. I feel like I would have stuck with him and probably seen. Yeah. Peaked in also. Yeah, sure. Am I going first? Yes, I'll be right behind you right behind uh let me sorry make those creatures appear on the oh yeah i don't know if i'm over them there you go oh oh <laughs> i like janara's character backing up a little uh, I, know, I, I just didn't know where they were going to appear janara you <laughs> enter the room they don't seem to immediately react to you as they continue to try to scrape at this door. Ooh, it's safe. All right. Can I Hello there. Okay. <laughs> they turn and look. Hi. Great to meet you. <laughs> they go back to scraping at the door. Mm. Are you trapped in here? Uh. It was a simple um, question. <laughs> can we tell, like, no, never mind. That's silly. Right. Uh, can I go to see the uh, the door that they're not yeah. scratching at? Yeah. You open up that door. Just seems to be a pantry, um, boxes and barrels in here. Um, 
right? No good food stops. Actually, as you open the door, pretty horrible smell of long spoiled food comes out. Oh. Close the door again very quickly. Uh, Bowman's gonna make his way into the room. Okay. He just wants to investigate these creatures a little bit more. See if he can figure out what the fuck they are. Sure. Go ahead and make a uh, oh, what the fuck check? an arcana check. That was my my dice bounced out of my box, so it's not not good sign. Oh, you know what? That wasn't too bad. That was a 16. You have no clue what these things are. Other than horrible. (laughs) Bowman's going to try... Oh, go ahead. Bowman's going to try to touch one. Um, As you reach out to touch one, it slaps your hand away, and they both seem to get aggressive towards you. And so... With that, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Um, also, in this room, the entire floor counts as difficult terrain because it is littered with debris and pots and pans. Um, so. Nice. Clang, clang, bang. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, let me go ahead and collect your initiatives. Nyx. 22. Artemis. 24. Janara. 23. Bowman. 19. Penny. 22. And Alina. 13. High rollers this episode. Yeah, really. Wow. That's unheard of. Okay. Uh, initiative order is as follows Artemis, then Janara, then Nyx, then Penny, then Bowman, then Alina, then these creatures who maybe may okay, so they won't do, get a chance. Maybe they'll get to do something. <laughs> um, so top of the initiative order, Artemis, that is you. As you see, okay. Bowman tries to touch one of these creatures, it like swipes out at him, and they still sobbing, um, but seem to be in an aggressive state. And they're like advancing on my Mr. Bowman. Yes. All right. Um, like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa now. Um, sort out, I will step forward just to get back up and uh i guess we're just gonna try and fend them off a little bit we're gonna cast uh bane okay on the two of them just first level just to hey hey no no stop stop that uh charisma save That is a natural one. That's that's a failure. So, uh, and then the other one is a natural twenty. Okay, oh, success. The dice taketh, and the dice giveth back. 
<laughs> um, I don't have a thing for veins on here, but that's okay. We'll just go with the poisoned icon. Why not? There we go. Okay. That one's banged. Okay. Yeah, and I'll get there. Um, yeah, that's my deal. Great. Um, next up is Janara. How are they acting after Bane? After that happened? Still habit? aggressive. Yeah, I took the cop out way. Someone else is going to have to hit first. Well, this might be really dumb, but I'm going to try to heal the one closer to the door and just see if it reacts in a friendly manner when I do so. Okay. Um, so I'm going to heal it for two. Okay. I have a very important question for you. Um, the healing thing that you're doing. What does yes. the text say specifically in terms of what creatures you can target with it? I have a 6d6 healing pool that resets when you finish a long rest. As a bonus action, I can heal one creature you see within 60 feet. So it just says one creature. It doesn't say one... anything about the type of creature. No. Okay. You cast the healing magic. The one next to the door, bloody nails seem to grow slightly less bloody but um otherwise it, their temperament does not seem to have changed um i'm going to hold on where is that where's my new spell maybe it will get I'm going to I'm going to cast uh comprehend languages on myself. Okay. Um is it still just crying? Do I understand it saying anything? It's it, still it just crying. It seems to just be crying. If I speak, will speaking. it understand me? If it is intelligent enough to understand language. Okay. I may have wasted my turn, but I'm going to say, are you trapped here? Can we help you somehow? Uh, they turn towards you. They're still sobbing. Their heads cocked to the side. Uh, they seem confused would be your best guess. But I'm they just not gonna, seem to be less aggressive. I'm just gonna use my movement because I'm pretty sure even with difficult terrain, Janara can get up this far. So I'll double check just to make sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she can. I'm okay. just going to see if their attention turns to me and that'll be my turn. Um one of their attentions turns. The other one stays focused on Bowman. The one that Bowman touched is focused on Bowman. Okay. 
Nyx. Um, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna move here. I'm gonna use my uh new Eldritch Cannon ability. Um, so I create this tiny little little cannon. It's my action, and then bonus action. I'm gonna attempt to do force ballista. Okay. Okay, I make a spell attack roll on the one that just turned towards Janara. Okay. That's the one that's feigned. Yeah. Um That's a 16. That hits. Cool. And then, can I use sneak attack? On a, On a spell? I, no. But I had to roll to hit it. On a spell attack roll, sneak attack does not. Sneak attack does not go off on spells. <coughs> okay. I'm sorry. To <laughs> I, I that's fine. There may be some ways to 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 make that happen, but not base at the very least. Um so it takes um eleven points of damage and I wanna and it gets pushed five feet away from the cannon. Okay. So I wanna push it like into the fireplace. Yeah, easy enough slams into the fireplace. Um, takes an additional three bludgeoning damage. The cannon can walk by itself. That's true. <laughs> what? That's cool. how, how cute. <laughs> What's its name? That's a great question. I gotta brainstorm this. How many, how many legs? What does this cannon look like? It's just like, it's like how a cannon would have like two wheels on either side, that's where its legs are. It's got, it's it's got, got two, two human eye feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's tiny. And it's tiny. Like oh. it fits in your hand. Oh. Mm. Um, right. Just Penny. like Nick's. That's you. Um, that's I'm going to move 10, 20, 30. Um, and then can I try to reach and open the door? Sure. As you reach to try to open the door, it seems um, like you push it a little bit and it opens a tiny bit, but there seems to be something behind the door keeping hmm. it from opening all the way. Okay. Hmm. And you've gotten the attention of the one that was focused on buildings. I don't still have an action, right? No, object interaction is an action. Right, okay, that's my turn. Okay. Bowman, that's you. Bowman is going to turn to Elena and to say, are these souls worth saving or do we just smash? I know. All right. I'll do what I do best then. 
Uh, Bowman's going to take his crowbar. I want Bowman to smash the door so bad, see if there's something behind it. Bowman's going to, he's going to do like a golf swing, uh-huh. essentially, to this one. Okay, yeah, go for Try it. This is about as disrespectful as Is that the get. one right in front of the door? That's one right in front of the door. Yep. So and I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw him through the door. Sure. All right, to hit, that is a 26. Yeah, that hits. Okay, good. All right. So I'm also rolling for radiant damage now because That's I got true. that thing. That's true. That's true. All right. So it's going to take 15 from the crowbar and eight radiant damage. Oh, max roll on the radiant. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Yeah, you boom, hit him. He slams against the door, which again rocks and creaks a little bit, um, but doesn't fully open yet. How's the radiant damage feel? Uh, look. So him. here's the thing. That base extra 1d8, as far as I know, doesn't do any extra effects against particular types of creatures. Only when you use actual divine smite does it have extra effects against particular types of creatures. So if you are seeking to determine whether this is one of those particular types of creatures, um, you will need to so- use actual divine smite on it. Yes. Uh, what I'm okay. So what I'm so this is how this thing has nothing. Uh, div, radiant damage doesn't do anything because it is specifically radiant, worded as radiant damage. Yes, the radiant damage seems to do about the amount of damage you were expecting it to do. Okay, great. That's all I want to know. All so, right, I'm doing the same exact thing. Great, go for it. Same golf swing. Uh, nope, I'm going downwards now. Yep, up swing. <laughs> Boom! I'm spiking it back down. Yep. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm gonna guess if a 26 hit, a 27 hit. Yeah. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> Weirdly enough, this one doesn't actually take in damage from odd numbers. Yeah. All right. That is a uh, the 13 from the crowbar and three radiant damage okay it is still alive uh but looking starting starting to look rough okay uh real quick let me just make sure i can't do anything else uh nope that's it all right elena Okay. Um... From hands. From what those hands do. Stop. <laughs> hey, girl, what those hands do? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally That's what true. Nick said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the next t shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, can I try I don't know if this works you're gonna have to tell me mm. um my channel divinity turn undead yeah okay yeah you can use channel divinity um okay so it's a oh wisdom 
wisdom saving throw and it says each undead that you see or that can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw if it fails it is turned for one minute or until it takes any damage and it must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can and it can't willingly move into a space within 30 feet yep um What is the uh, uh, number that they need to beat? Wisdom 15. Wisdom 15. They both fail Mm -hmm. their turn undead save. From this information, you learn that they are, in fact, undead. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yes. And also, let me just double check something here. Okay. Um, the extra effect of destroy undead does not trigger on these creatures, however. They are too high to have rating. Imagine first encounter with her. We're all just like dancing around and she's off in the back and like snaps her fingers and they just poof. <laughs> no, but they, they do seem to, as you, you know, turn undead, um, this powerful, um, you know, radiance energy fills the space. Um, and the these creatures are like <laughs> trying to you know recoiling from um Elena. Thank you. You're doing that. No? All right. (laughs) Um, I have my, like, holy symbol out in front of me, which is, like, uh, the little gemstone, but it also, like, it's radiating, like, a little uh, glowing raven. Huh. Um, yeah. Okay. With that, it is their turns now. Um, they have to move away. They have to move away. Um, they're gonna both like tr- get over to this wall over here and just kind of like try to scramble into the corner. Artemis. You... That's an incredibly useful trick you just did. Huh. I have questions for you, Eldritch Blast. Bam, bam. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, one of each. Go for it. Make your tech rolls. Um, oh god, what is that? What is my plus? Is it 11? Yeah. Uh, 23? Yeah. And the other one is 19 to hit. Okay, both hit. Okay. Kapow-pow. One of them is nine points of force damage, and the other on the one, I don't know, closest to me. Okay. The top one, nine. And the bottom one, four. Great. Uh, Oh, wait, I shoot three. I shoot three now. Oh, okay. I'll try and hit one more. Um, 22 to hit. 22 hits. Uh, one that is more damaged. 
Go for it. Uh, ten points of force damage. Great. Yeah, that was looking rough. Um, I'm just gonna like get closer to Alina and just like pay attention to the battle, but I'm also just fascinated. Yeah. Great. Uh, now that they've been damaged, the turn undead feature ends on them. However, oh, <laughs> however, there are many rounds before their turn. So, um, <laughs> or many turns before their turns, I should say. Uh, Janara, that's you. I might be wasting my turn again, but I'm going to. Whoops, that's not what I want to do. I'm going to go back over to the store. Yeah. I I already clocked that it's there's something behind it. Can yeah. I? I can I try to like I don't know Eldritch blast the door to try to like get it open more. You certainly try. Or um, try to open it. Yeah, has anyone tried? I got to nat twenty. So, I got nat twenty. You you blast the door. Are you targeting it with all your eldritch blast beams? I sure freaking am. Uh, as you blast the door, pieces of the door break and you know blast away from the door. So there are now holes in the door. The door is not completely gone, but there are holes in the door, and you can see that a large barrel of some kind was heaved up a set of stairs descending down and pushed in front of this door. Mm. Um, can I do anything? That's probably my That was turn. your action. So if you have a bonus action you want to do, you may. Um, but you've learned some valuable information, which is what's blocking the door. And there's holes in the door now, which would probably make it easier to move the barrel. All right. That's my turn, because I don't think I can really do anything. Great. Nyx. Um, I am going to run up. Mm. Just kidding. Mm. Mm. Um, I still have my cannon out, so I am going to now use the flamethrower effect. So, (laughs) so it uh creates a 15 foot cone of fire. Um, so that's should, I think. Should get them. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That gets both of them. Um, they have to make a dexterity <laughs> saving throw. Okay. Uh, 10 and 13. Mm, they both fail. Oh, but that's not a lot of damage. Um, they take four points of fire damage. All right. Um, great. That was technically my bonus action. Yeah. 
Um, I would like to. Also, shoot one of them. Go for it. Your gun's magical, right? Yeah. I'm going to silent, use my silent. Go for it. Mm, yeah, please. Okay. They're making enough noise. Um, Which one are you targeting? The one in the corner. Okay. 25. That hits. And 14 points of damage. Um, you let out a gout of flame from your tiny cannon, which singes these guys. Um, the tears on their peaks uh, uh, quickly evaporate from the heat of the Oh, they're happy. Before new tears immediately start spinning back mm. down their faces. And then you pull out your pistol and uh, sh- quietly shoot the one in the corner and kill it. It is more dead than it already was. Um, Double dead. Penny. Um, I'll do lightning launcher at the last one. Great, go for it. Um, first is a 23 to hit. That hits. And that's... Oh, wow. 22. Twenty-two damage. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good first shot. And then I'll do the second. That is a twenty-eight to hit. That hits. That hits. And that is holy shit! I've rolled two times, not in the same one, but twice in a row. Nineteen. Damn. And then the third attack is yep. a tw- is a twenty-six. That that hits. And that is literally, that's wild. Unheard of. 20. All right. That, that is was three awesome. tens in a row. mad more often. Yeah. <laughs> that was three tens in a row. Uh, uh, you let off three shots in rapid succession. Riddle this uh, uh, creature with electrical bullets. Um, it is looking... It went from looking not bad at all to very rough. He's still standing? Um, he's still standing. I would yeah. second wind, but I don't want to waste it, so. Sure. Bowman, that's you. <clears throat> all right. Well, Bowman's just going to walk right up to the creature and just start whacking egg. The grand finale. All right. <clears throat> 25 hit. 25 hits. Awesome. I was really worried for a second. All right. It takes 14 from the crowbar and seven from divine uh from the rainy damage. With that, it is also defeated. These creatures are no more. And whatever undead spirit was keeping their bodies uh, moving is no longer able to do so. And there's still crying happening? Yes. 
The house is still you crying. You still hear the ambient crying of the house. But their wails have ceased. I'm sorry. Miss Elena. That was... Can we all just recognize that that was, like, fucking cool? Mm-hmm. Quite like, you just, held up, you just held up your thing, and they were like, oh, not messing with that. Bye. Like, what does that mean? Your, 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 your stone, your symbol there. You're Isn't muted. Oh. 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 I no. can hear you, but no. you're back. Now. I think Sorry. Ben's I lying. Okay. Yes. Um, Ben's lying. <laughs> My headphones have been weird tonight. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, this, um, this amulet connects me to my god, and she, she helps, um, she helps me. Oh. So, like, Mr. Bowman here, he has a lot I think, you have a god. Do you have a god? No. Yeah, not really. No. But it's I, but it's similar. I've always thought of you as like an an unholy holy man. I mean, yes, I often work with the church, but I serve no god. I serve the people. Alina, do you mind if I ask what business you have with the doctor? Oh, um. I'm on a quest to find something, and I think he might have just, I was just hoping he might be able to help me. He's traveled so much, you see. You're looking for something, something like magical or like a person? Magical. Um, it's, a, it's a very rare tome that I'm, I would really like to find. Oh, we just came from a whole crap ton of books. We did. Wish we would have known. I don't I don't think this one would be where other books are. Well, you know, they did find a book that nobody had heard of before at the place that we were, so it's possible. Going back to Canada. <laughs> 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 yeah, screw this current story. Let's just immediately <laughs> find yeah, a let's way back. Let's go <laughs> back to the library. <laughs> and let's find Alina's book. <laughs> yeah, just leave the key, leave the quest you're on for your friend you've known forever to just find this random girl's book. Yeah. It seems a lot less dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, don't know, you don't know what the book is. I don't know what this book is. It's a book. It's but it's a book. book be. Um, Bowman, can you get this barrel out of the way? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, Bowman, you go over. You can reach through the door. Um, go ahead and make an athletics check. I will say that the DC has been decreased thanks to uh, Janara <laughs> blasting DC. the door. <laughs> All right, so uh, just a straight roll, no advantage, disadvantage? Uh, no advantage, disadvantage. I've just lowered the difficulty. Okay, uh, that was a uh, 27 easy enough you were able to like reach through the hole in the door and just give the barrel a nice little shove and it topples down the stairs and smashes against 
the uh, wall where the staircase turns. Um, oh, the stairs go down. The stairs go down. I was definitely thinking the stairs yes. went up. Great. Sorry. These stairs go down. Um, I don't have the basement uh, uh, map available right now, but I don't think we will need it. I assume you all go down into the cellar. Slowly. Yeah. yeah. Stealthily. Yeah. Um, Do we have to make uh, athletic checks for walking down the cellar just so we don't, you know, trip over? <laughs> no, no, that's okay. You all go one by one down into the cellar. <laughs> um, creaking stairs lead into a damp, cobweb-draped cellar containing dusty racks and eight-foot-tall wine uh, uh, turn, uh, barrels. Sorry, um, One of the casks has it burst, covering the stone floor in crimson stains. Hunched in the corner of the room, muttering incoherently with tears dripping down his face, is a human man, probably in his late 50s. His receding brown hair is streaked with gray, as is his chin-strap beard. He looks disheveled, and he smells like he's been down here for a couple days. Elena, you immediately recognize this as Rudolf Van Richten. I would also like everybody who has a passive perception of 15 or higher to raise your hand for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody except Bowman. Oh, Bowman. <laughs> everybody Buddy. except Bowman. You notice. Good thing he's in the middle. That clutched tightly in one of this man's hand oh. is a scrap of paper. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run over to him. Yeah. I try um, to talk to him. Uh, as you you know go over, you shake him. You try to get his attention. <laughs> Rudolph. Just and it just goes on like that. I take the paper from his hand. You manage to yank this paper out from his clutched hand and pull it open. And you find a note scrawled on a piece of paper, not in Van Richten's handwriting, but in an elegant cursive handwriting. This piece of paper, parchment, looks like it's quite old. It's probably been, you know, laying out for a few years. And this crumpled piece of parchment reads, Mother, Father, I know what you have done. The lengths that you would go to to prevent us from being together sickened me to my core. You thought you could control every aspect of my life? Well, I am taking control of the one thing I still can. You may think that you have finally stopped us from being together, but not even you can prevent us from being together in the afterlife. Right. Oh. And that is where we will end tonight's episode. Ah. Thank you all for playing. Thank you all for watching. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 